Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we're, we're in the book of Genesis here still. And uh, remember, before we get rolling here, let me, let me point this out. Because this helps us. Because a lot of times we hear, you know, well, this place is millions and millions of years old. No, it's not. This place, just do a little research on your own. You'll find out that this world has not been around but according to this schedule, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, it's so encouraging. Now, the other thing is, we're all loyal to Jesus. Oh, we believe, Jesus thinks we all came from Adam and Eve. He said in the beginning, he made a male and female. He didn't make two amoebas or whatever, you know, it was creation. But anyway, your Bible is laid out, Genesis to Revelation. It is a complete historic timeline. You say, yeah, but what about the major prophets and the minor prophets? Any of these you put, they'll say, he'll say, uh, Habakkuk in the days of Josiah. Well, see, that's a time frame, see? And you'll follow along, and it's all laid out beautifully. But anyway, we're going to go back to the book of Genesis here and pick up with, uh, with uh, some more about Jacob here. But before I do that, I want to go to the book of Psalms. And let's see, let's go to Psalm 46 here. And where am I at? Oh, yeah, here we go. 40, 50, 56. Uh, 46 verse 1. Let me put this in the King James just a moment because we've heard this a lot. God is our refuge and strength. We hear that. God's our refuge. Yeah. A very present help in trouble. Now, sometimes we can relate what that means, but we'll look at the Living Bible in a minute. But if you think about it, wait a minute. It's not that he's late. It's not that he's early. We've heard all that. Well, never. God's never late. First thing you're going to think of is he's late. We don't need to hear those stories. He is a very present help. We're not having to wait on him. For that. Matter of fact, if you think you're waiting on him, ask him, where are you? That's what David did. He said, where are you? I need your help. Treat him that way. He's there, praise the Lord. So he says he's a very present help in time of trouble. But let me put this back in the Living Bible. Look at this. God is our refuge. In, look at this. A tested help in times of trouble. Now, remember what he says. We don't need to fear. Now, look how bad this is if the world blows up. Now, I tell you what, a lot of our Christians today are just scaredy cats. They're not hearing about Jesus being our help, and they're like, oh, and they forget. That's because they're not being taught. When you're taught, you're not moved. I'm not moved. They'll say, oh, you mean, Richard, because if I die, I'll go to heaven. No, the Lord will be your shield. We just read it. He's a refuge. Yes, we're going to heaven, but come on. We're not going to die in a car wreck. The Lord's going to protect us. He will. Trust Him to protect you. It's the story that we see in the scripture. He says, even if the world blows up, the mountains crumble in the sea, let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble. There is a river of joy. And you'll, you'll, you'll be kicking yourself going, man, I, I got to keep happy. I, I'm so foolish for me to be worrying about something, you know. And I to, we all have to work on that. Anyway, uh, running through the city of our God, the sacred home of the God above all gods, God himself is living in that city. Notice when you read Psalm 46, it's always for you. It's, it's now. But anyway, let's keep going. He says, I don't care if the nations are ranting and whatever. Look at that. He will not delay his help. Okay? Boy, he's sticking his neck out there, isn't he? Now, look down here. Notice verse 7. The commanders of the armies of heaven. Oh, we don't believe in no weapons. You know, Jesus, Jesus was a pacifist. I see those guys holding a sign over there. He wasn't no pacifist. He's not. He didn't turn up those tables in the temple being, well, I'm, I hope I didn't hurt you. They had made havoc of the temple, supposed to be a house of prayer, and boy, he let them have it. Boy, he did. Anyway, notice this. The commander of the armies of heaven is here among us? We've got a General Patton with us today. Yeah, he's just like him. He is the God of Jacob, 
Come to rescue us. Wow. Now, now this, this psalm was real quick, but let me skip a little bit. All the way down to 11 right there. The commander of the heavenly... Here's twice. He is the God of Jacob has come to rescue us. All right. Well, you would not know what the God of Jacob was if all you heard was preachers all the time. Hey, brother, come on in. Uh, if all you heard was preachers and you didn't get enough Bible knowledge. Now, what I mean by that is I could do that too. I tell stories about deer hunting, you know, tell stories about my college, tell stories about this and this. And we never read the Scriptures. What in the world am I preaching? So, we're going to look here at Jacob again. So let's go back. Because it said here the God of Jacob. Notice it didn't say he was the God of Jacob. He says the God of Jacob. When you and I pass out of here, this is what Jesus used as an argument against the Sadducees. He said, you greatly err. Because they were saying, well, when you're dead, you're dead. Mm-mm. When Moses saw that burning bush, he heard that voice. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus, of course, Jesus was already there. He knew. He said he didn't say he was the God of Abraham. He is. The, they're alive somewhere. And boy, Jesus said, you greatly err. When we're absent from this body, we're present with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, so who is this God of Jacob? Well, let's go take a look. Let's go back where we left off in Genesis here. Remember when we got him all the way, Jacob finally got, let's see if I'm right here. Oh, uh, yeah, Jacob, Joseph could stand it no longer. Remember that? He's second to Pharaoh. And his daddy had came back, you know, and his brothers were all there. Oh, my goodness. So now his, his dad is there. Uh, let's see. When they arrived, uh, Joseph uh, went in to see Pharaoh. My father, my brothers are here. Okay, it was great, 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 great. Okay. Notice Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh was excited about Jacob. He, he loved him. Matter of fact, we're going to see here. That we'll pick it up right here. I want you to see. He says, how old are you? See, some people worry about the Bible. I don't know. He, lived 900, he did live 900 years. Genesis 1 says that the sun and the moon and the stars was for seasons. Look at this crazy question. Well, I lived 130 long years, but I'm not nearly as old as some of my ancestors. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, Jacob blessed Pharaoh before he left. So Joseph assigned the best land of Egypt uh, uh, so Joseph assigned the best land of Egypt, the land of Ramses, to his father and his brothers, just as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph furnished them food in accordance with the number of their dependents. Look at that provision. Just like Bernal talking about the Lord taking care of us. Same thing, taking care of me, taking care of all of you, Mel, and or her bonus or whatever. God takes care of you. Look at that. What's the takeaway here? Okay, now notice what was happening. The famine became worse and worse, but they were okay. That's the reason I don't teach that you will barely get by. You know, no, we don't. It's called abundant life. Jesus didn't feed the three and let the others learn what it's like to be patient. No, he fed the 5,000. Then he turned around and he fed the 4,000 a few weeks later. Boy, the famine was worse and worse so that all of Egypt and Canaan was starving. Joseph collected the money in Egypt and in Canaan, in exchange for grain, he bought the money to Pharaoh's treasure houses. When the people were out of money, they came to Joseph crying for food. Well, they had it. They had it. Joseph was, remember, he had the BMW. He had the nicest chariot around. Our money's gone, they said. Look at that. Give us bread. Why should we die? And Joseph replied, well, give me your livestock and I'll trade you in exchange for food. So they brought their cattle to Joseph in exchange for food. Soon all the horses, flocks, herds, donkey in Egypt were Pharaoh's possession. Well, they were in whose possession? They were in Jacob's possession. Anyway, boy, you know, they're all taken care of. 
The next year they came again and said, our money's gone, our cattle is yours. Now these are the other nations that came. The other nations were coming. Why should we die? Buy, our, buy us and our land and we'll be serfs of Pharaoh. We will trade ourselves for food, then we'll live and the land won't be abandoned. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, and all the Egyptians sold him their fields because their famine was so severe, and the land became Pharaoh's. Thus all the people became Pharaoh's serfs. I mean, amazing. Okay. Let's keep going here. Look at that. The only land he didn't buy was that that belonged to the priest, for they were assigned food from Pharaoh and didn't need to sell it. Joseph said to the people, See, I bought your land for Pharaoh. Here's your grain. Go and sow in the land. And when you harvest it, a fifth of it, everything belongs to Pharaoh. Keep four parts for yourself for next year's seed as food for yourselves and for your household and your little ones. You have saved our lives. Now remember, that's what Joseph said. He said, God sent me down here. And he's not, he's not even talking to his brothers. He's talking to the nations. What part of this do you think Jesus doesn't have anything to do with you for? Look at this. He's saving the known world in that area right there. Praise the Lord. Anyway, so Joseph made a law throughout the land, and it's still the law, that Pharaoh should have uh, his tax 20% of the crops except those produced on the land of the priest. Okay, owned by the temples. Okay, now why would we even want that? Why do we even need to know that? Because this was a historical event. It really happened. So Israel, remember who Israel is, that's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's Jacob and his sons, the 12 tribes, and all of them. There were 72 of them at the time they got there, and they're starting to branch out. Okay. Man, they lived in Goshen of Egypt, and soon the people began to, oh my gosh, yeah, prosper. That should ring a bell. If you don't feel like you're prospering, ask the Lord to help you. Lord, get me out of this mess. He'll get you out of the mess. He will. There was a veritable population explosion among you. Now, what's up with that? God had said, I'll make your descendants. I like this spackling. You'll have so many kids, it'd be just like the stars of heaven. How far down are we from Abraham? Oh, oh, we're probably... Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Can you think of... Anybody in this room know what a grandkid is? Yeah, we're familiar. We even know what a grandkid is. Now, we have trouble with great, great, some of us, you know. What's a great, great? You have to calculate that. But we can figure out what a grandchild is, right? Abraham is one. Isaac and then Jacob. Jacob would be the grandkid. And then that great grandkid, the first grandkid from Abraham is basically Pharaoh. Amazing. Do you think Jesus will take care of you? Yes, he will. Anyway, so boy, Jacob lived, look at this. That was the old man, 130 years old. Lived 17 years after his arrival. Now remember, he thought he lost the coat of many colors, son, he loved so much. And all of a sudden, the Lord blessed his socks off. He got to see Joseph, and he lived 17 more years. 130 plus 17, 147 years. Wow. All right. As the time knew, now watch this, this is a great story. As the time drew near for him to die, he called his sons, Joseph, and he said to them, Oh, listen. I'm sorry, I'm not sure what's going to happen when I die, you know. I don't know if there's a God. Oh, please. Is that the way the Bible acts? No. No. Notice he's not even afraid of dying. He know, he's going to see his mama, which was who? Jacob's mama was what? Rebecca. He's going to see his dad, Isaac, and he'll get a chance to explain, sorry, dad, I dressed up like Esau. <laughs> you know? But mama put me up to that, you know, whatever. And he's going to see his grandpa, Abraham. Wow. Okay, anyway. He said, swear to me 
uh, solemnly that you will honor this last request. Look at that phrase. Don't bury me. Now, this is not Joseph, carry my bones. This, this is the dad says, don't bury me here. And what you're going to see happen is a big funeral procession is going to uh, the Holy Land. Pharaoh's in on it. So is the generals. And You talk about how the Lord takes care of you. Quit singling these people out of the Bible and thinking, well, I just, they just got lucky. This blessing is ours. Let's, let's read it. Swear to me, you don't bury me in Egypt. But when I'm dead, take me out of Egypt and bury me beside my ancestors. Oh, wait, this is funny book stuff. It never happened. Oh, come on. It did happen. You're going to Shechem, I believe is what's going on. Joseph promised, swear that you will do it, Jacob. That's his dad. said, you swear to me, you'll do it. Oh, he said, yeah. Remember, that's the end of that chapter. And Joseph did. Soon afterward, Jacob, uh-oh, he's going to die. Look at this. Not long after that, word came to Joseph that his father's, his father's was failing rapidly. So, taking with him his two sons, remember Manasseh and Ephraim, remember that Manasseh, he named him that meaning to forget. The Lord's blessed me so much, I just forgot I'll never see my parents again. But all of a sudden, he did get to see them. Okay. Ephraim meant blessed. I've been so blessed. Okay, anyway. Jacob heard that Joseph had arrived, and he gathered his strength and sat up in bed. We've seen this. Older people sometimes wind up in bed, you know. And he said to him, Almighty God appeared to me at Luz in the land of Cana and blessed me. You could read that about eight chapters ahead of this. This was the ladder going up to heaven. He said, man, I saw him, okay? He said, I'll make you a great nation. I'll give you the land of Cana. That's the reason the people knew Pharaoh let my people go. They knew they were going back to that promised land. Okay. All right. I'll make you a great nation and give you all the land of Canaan and to your children's children for an everlasting Wow. You know, all these promises are yours. Do you know there was a woman in the Bible who was like this? Luke 13. She came to Jesus. Remember what Jesus said to her? He said, woman, you're loose from your infirmity. Then somebody got mad about it. Of course, Jesus, he healed her. She was up. And his argument was, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, daughter, good grief. Well, you could count the generations. It wouldn't, it's in the First chapter of uh, of Matthew, the generations. There's thirteen, there's fourteen before uh, Moses, and there's fourteen to David, and then there's fourteen after David too. So there's only what fourteen times three, whatever that is, forty two. I mean, life is real. We're not. Well, this is my ultimate reality. Whatever. I don't know. Oh, please. You're really a person. You are really made in God's image. You know, we really did come from Adam. Oh, praise the Lord. But anyway, so. Uh, Back to this here. So, uh, let's see where I got here. Okay. So he says, uh, 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 let's see. He's, he's just rehearsing a little bit here. Now, these two sons of your, Ephraim and Manasseh, were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. I'm adopting them as my own, and they will inherit from me just as Reuben and Simeon will. But any other children born to you shall be your own and shall inherit Ephraim and Manasseh's portion. Okay. Your mother, Rachel, died after two children when I came to Paddan Aram as were uh, just a short distance from Ether, and I buried her beside the road to Bethlehem. Well, never heard of Bethlehem. Yes, you have. We know where that is. Wow. Israel, that's, remember, that's Jacob, okay. looked over the two boys. Are these the ones? Yeah, Joseph said. They're my sons whom God has given me here in Egypt. Now, remember, Joseph is basically Pharaoh. He's second to him. Nobody's higher except for Pharaoh. 
So Israel said, bring them over to me and I'll bless them. Now, what's this blessing stuff? Just all have a blessed day. There must be something to it. Well, there is. God told Abraham, I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. The disciples were trying to stop some women and children from getting to Jesus one time. They wanted to come and let Jesus bless them. And the disciples said, no, no, we don't have time for that. Boy, Jesus got mad about that. He said, suffer the little children to come. And he laid his hands on them. You think he's got his hand on you? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, wait. These are my two sons. Well, bring them over to me and I'll bless them. Now, Israel was half blind. Okay. So he could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him and he kissed them and embraced them. Okay, this is Grandpa. Grandpa's getting a hug and kiss on them. But watch what happens here. Israel said to Joseph, I never thought I would see you again, but now God has let me see your children too. Boy, what a touching moment. He thought I'd never, but that's the way God is. Abundant life. Abundant. Okay. Joseph took the boys by hand, bowed deeply to him, and led the boys to their grandfather's knees. Israel, uh, Ephraim was on Israel's left hand and Manasseh on the right. What do we got the details for? Well, let's keep reading. But Israel crossed his arms. <laughs> He's half blind. What did he do that for? Oh, he knew. He knew. He stretched him out to lay his hands upon the boy's head so that his right hand was on the head of Ephraim, the younger, and his left hand was on the hand of Manasseh. You know. All right. The older. He did this purposely. Then he blessed Joseph with this blessing. Now, we really don't need this. Yes, we do. Praise the Lord. Look what, it's constant. That's the reason when you get used to this, you should expect blessing and you should resist anything that's coming against you. Say, that ain't right. Uh, Lord, I'm supposed to be blessed. Bring your case before the Lord and say, Lord, get me out of this problem. He will. May the God of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, notice he didn't say Jacob because he was Jacob, Okay. The God who shepherded me all my life. Should we expect that? Yes, you should. Okay. Wonderfully bless these boys. Look at that. He is the angel. Look at that. Look at that. Because we're going to leave in a minute. We're not all going to die in a car wreck on the way home. We're not going to get shot. Up. Bob got in the car this morning. He said there was a shooting at Waffle House. And I thought, my Waffle House? My Waffle House right over here? Yeah. Bob said shooting. Go. I Praise the Lord. What are we going to do that? Man, I'm going to watch out. We're going to be fine. The Lord is, remember, he's a shield. Learn something from Star Wars. Shields up. I mean, come on, we should get it. That's fake, but our, Jesus is real, you know. You know. But see, if you're not reading this, you'll think you never know. You never know, you know. You know, okay. Oh, he kept me from all harm. Look at that, all harm, all means all, Okay. May these boys be an honor to, to my name and to the names of my father, Abraham and Isaac. May they become a mighty nation. Now, come on, we can't keep putting this pressure on God. God promised it already. It's too late. You know, Abraham's other wife, Hagar, you know, she, she thought she was getting in trouble. You know, she acted up a little bit. And, but she ran out. She ran away from Sarah because she got a little cocky. Not Sarah, but Hagar did when she was fixing to have a, a Ishmael, you know. But she thought her life was over with. And the Lord said, Hagar, what are you running from? Well, I'm running from my master's, you know, from my master's wife, you know, whatever. And the Lord says, go back to her and act like you should. He said, I'm going to take care of you. Yes, you're pregnant and you will have a son and he'll become a mighty nation. Wow. God will bless you. And it was because 
the Lord was blessing Abraham. It was all ours. Okay. But Joseph was upset. He said, Dad, come on, man. You're blind. You don't know which one. He had his right hand on Ephraim, and he lifted it up. <laughs> he said, no, Dad, goes over here, because the oldest son gets it. Mm-mm. Look at that. No, Father, he said, you've got your right hand on the wrong head. This one over here is the older. Put your right hand on here. Father, nope, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, Manasseh, too, shall become a great nation. Wow. But his younger brother shall become even greater. Well, I'll take either one. Praise the Lord. That's good. Anyway, so Jacob blessed the boys that day with his blessing. May the people of Israel bless each other by saying, God, make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. We got to cut out this prosperity stuff. It's going to ruin the gospel. No, it's not either. It's going to wake everybody up. Not everybody's sick. Not everybody has problems. You know, everything's different, whatever. But when people find out I need something, praise the Lord. It's nice to know the church is not, you know, you, the individual is not running around homeless. Anyway, then Israel said to Joseph, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and bring you. Now, how did he know that? How he knew? The land, and I will, I've given you the choice land of Shechem to you to insist, instead of your brothers, as your portion of that land, I took from the Ammonites, Ammon, excuse me, the Amorites with my sword and with my bow. Well, now you know Mr. Jacob was a pretty good shot, wasn't he? He knew how to handle his problems. All right, here we go. Jacob called all his sons in and says, Gather around me. I'll tell you what's going to happen in the days to come. He said, Oh, son, Jacob, listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you're my oldest son, the child of my vigorous youth. You, you are the head of the list in rank and honor. Oh, daddy knows if you did something to him. And he did. <laughs> he let him have it right here. But you are as unruly as wild waves of the sea and you'll not be first anymore. I'm demoting you because you slept with one of my wives. See how historic this is? Well, wait a minute. This is a type and shadow. This is a type and shadow of nothing unless you want to go down this path, okay? And you dishonored me. Simeon and Levi, you're two of a kind. You men are a violent ninja. <laughs> Remember, they sold their brother to the... To the... Woo, anyway. Oh, my soul, stay away from them. May I never be a party to their wicked plans. For in their anger, they murdered a man. Yeah, that was, uh, you read that story. It was, uh, they were just upset because their daughter, Di- their sister Dinah, had been, uh, uh, you know, he was a prince. He was a king's son, and he fell in love with Dinah. And they go, we'll fix you. They killed him. Cursed be their anger, for it's fierce and cruel. Therefore, I'll scatter their descendants throughout Israel. Judah... Your brothers shall praise you. You'll destroy your enemies. Your father's son shall bow before you. Judah is a young lion that finished eating its prey. He settled down as a lion. Who will dare to rouse him? The scepter shall not depart out of Judah until Shiloh comes. We've heard that before. But now remember, don't be thinking so much about Judah because he was hanging out with a prostitute, which was actually his daughter-in-law, you know, prior to this. So he's not talking about so much stuff in the future there. He's talking to his real son. He has chained his seed to the choicest vine and washed his clothes in wine. His eyes are darker than wine. His teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell along the shores of the sea. Now, where's he getting all this stuff from? Man, we don't, you don't know. Your kids are probably going to go to the dogs. Oh, really? Maybe we should be patterning our prayer after something like this. Yeah, really. Isker is a strong beast of burden resting among the saddlebags. 
And when he saw the utmost, okay, so with the countryside, how pleasant the land, he'll willingly bend his shoulder, the task, and served as masters. Okay, Dan will govern his people uh, like any other tribe of Israel. He'll be a serpent in the path that bites the horse's heels so that the rider falls off. I trust in your salvation, Lord. Look at that. A marauding band shall stamp upon Gad, but he'll rob and pursue him. Man, these guys can't help but win. See, Asher will produce rich food fit for kings. Wow. Naphtali is a deer let loose, producing lovely fawns. Joseph, hey, okay, is a fruitful tree beside the fountain. His branches shall shade the wall. He's been severely injured by those who shot at him and persecuted him, but their weapons were shattered by the mighty one. Look at that. The one of, the one of Jacob, the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Where is he getting this from? He knows what God is. He knows what God's going to do. All right, we're fixing to bury him. Get ready. May the God of your fathers, the Almighty, bless you with blessings of heaven above all the earth, beneath the blessings of the breast and of the womb, blessings of the grain, the flower, reaching the utmost bounds of the everlasting hills. These, uh, may these blessings be upon the head of Joseph, who was exiled from his brothers. Benjamin is a wolf that prowls. He devours his enemies in the morning and even... even uh, in the evening divides the loot. So, all, so these are the blessings that Israel, their father, blessed the twelve sons with. Wow. Amazing. Then he told them, I'll soon die. But you've got to bury me in Canaan, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, the field Abraham bought for his wife, Sarah. In other words, he said, Mama, I want to be buried where Mama's buried. A lot of us do. The field he left at Ephraim the Hethrite. Okay. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife there, and they buried Isaac, Rebekah, his wife. There uh, I buried Leah. Remember Leah had lovely eyes? Remember the story? Okay. Rachel was good looking. Okay. It was the cave that my grandfather Abraham purchased, the sons of Heth. Then when Jacob had finished his prophecies to his sons, he lay back in the bed. Boy, he breathed his last and he died. And then we quit. We don't read the Bible for another year. Oh, not us. No, let's finish it out. Look at this. Now you remember Genesis 49. It only goes to 50. Here's the end of it. Look what happened. This had to have totally shook up Egypt. And it did. I mean, think about it. Joseph is basically Pharaoh. They're good buddies. Joseph threw himself on his father's bed. No, we've done this. Oh, mama's gone. Oh, he's crying. His dad passed away. Afterward, he commanded the morticians yeah, to embalm the body. Okay. The embalming process required 40 days with a period of national mourning for 70. Oh, they didn't. The whole nation mourned over Jacob. Can you imagine that? Jacob who? They knew who he was. Then at last, when the morning was over, Joseph approached Pharaoh's staff and requested them to speak to Pharaoh on his behalf. Tell his majesty, he requested, that Joseph's father, in other words, he made me say, hey, son, you got to take me back to, back to Israel. I mean, the land of Canaan. Swear to take his body back to the land of Canaan, to bury him there. Ask his majesty, now I wonder if we're going to get away with this. They're going to roll out the 747s. They're going to have... Everything. The commanders. This is a national... I mean, it's, it's like... So when you start thinking about how little you are and nobody knows your name and we're just... We're not playing fair with the Bible. You are so special. Okay, watch this. So he said, Ask the majesty to permit me to go bury my father and assure him that I will return and I'll come back quickly. Pharaoh said, Yeah, go bury your dad as, as you promised. He said, So Joseph went, Look at this. 
and a great number of Pharaoh's counselors and assistants and the senior officers in the land. Wow. As well as all of Joseph's people, his brothers and their families. So they left their little children and the flocks and herds in the land of Goshen. So a very great, you talk about having your tractor lights on or your whatever lights, your car lights on. Man, this thing here, they had the, you know, they had the state troopers dragged all the way out from one end of the country to the other. So a very great number of, look at that, chariots, cavalry, and people accompanied Joseph. When they arrived at Atad, meaning the threshing place of Brambles, beyond the Jordan River, they held a very great and solemn funeral service. And a seven-day period of lamentation for Joseph's father. Look at this next phrase. The Bible's a fake. This stuff is not true. Oh, really? How in the world could people come up with this? The local residents, the Canaanites, they renamed the place Abel Mizram, meaning Egyptian mourners. <laughs> there was so... Oh. Well, we're just going to call this place the Egyptian mourners. Okay. For they said it's the place of very deep mourning by the Egyptians. So his sons did as Israel commanded. Uh, and they carried his body to the land of Canaan, buried it there at the cave of Machpelah, the cave Abraham had bought for his field, uh, uh, Ephraim for, anyway, the Hethite close to Mamre. That's where he buried, Abraham bought, bought this so he could, he could bury his wife, Sarah. Then Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all that accompanied him. To the, uh, to the funeral of his father. But now the, look at what happens here. You know, it don't take but overnight and you can start having fear come back up. Now his brothers are going, well, dad's dead. Joseph's probably going to get us back. <laughs> no, Joseph already said the Lord took care of that. It was the thing that needed to happen. Okay. He said, but now that father's dead, Joseph's brother were frightened. Now Joseph, he's going to pay us back for all the evil we did. So they sent him this message. Uh, before he died, your father instructed, this is actually going to bring Joseph to tears. He's like, what are you trying to do? I'm here to help you. Uh, your father instructed us to, for, for, in other words, dad told you to forgive us. <laughs> anyway, for the great evil we did to you. We're servants of God and of your father, and, and your father begged you to forgive us. So Joseph, look at that, he cried. I mean, Jesus got a hold of my life. He won't let me go. I, I, do you think I'm going to be unkind to you, my brothers? And you wonder why. That, I mean, a lot of Americans would, buddy, once dad dies, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take care of everybody. But man, praise the Lord. This is the blessing of the Lord. Amen. When Joseph read the message, he broke down and cried. Now, that's how much, we're almost done, like five verses, that's it. Then his brothers came and fell down before him and said, we're your slaves. <laughs> Joseph's like, y'all aren't slaves. Joseph said, don't be afraid of me. Am I God to judge and punish you? As far as I'm concerned, God turned into good what you meant for evil. He brought me to this high position I have today. Look at that. So that I could save the lives of many people. Now let's don't be a Baptist here and say that means going to heaven. We're going to heaven. But God will save you from your disaster you're facing right now. That's the takeaway. And then of course you know we're going to be saved in heaven. Don't be afraid. Now, he meant don't be afraid of me. Yeah. I'm here to help you. I gave you the best of the land. Y'all need an extra chariot? We'll get you one. You know. Anyway, Indeed, I myself will take care of you and your family. You know, famine, the famine still had probably another two years to go. Whatever. No, actually, the famine was over with because he stayed down there for 
what, 18 years his dad did? 17 years. So he spoke very kindly to them, reassuring them. Well, you know, praise the Lord. What, you'd probably go, I'm going to go see my brother, second Pharaoh. Who do you think you are? Come on in. Come on in. Ephraim, you know, come on in, uh, Reuben. Joseph and his brothers and the family continued to live in Egypt. Look at that. Joseph was 110 years old when he died. He lived to see the birth of his sons, Ephraim's children, and the children of Machir, Manasseh's sons, who played at his feet. Isn't that what we want? I don't know if I'm going to live past 50. My favorite so-and-so died this week and he was young. Don't worry about that. Not us. We're going to live long. Remember that? Long life. Look at this. Now he says, soon I'll die. He told his brothers. Now what's he going to say? Get my bones out of here. And that happened. That happened. He got them out. All right, here we go. But God will surely get you and bring you out of this land of Egypt, take you back to what the promised land of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph made his brothers promise with an oath that they would take his body back when they returned to Canaan. So Joseph died at 110, and they embalmed him, and they placed him in a coffin in Egypt. But then they drug that thing out, you'll find out. That last plague when they crossed the, uh, no, right before, that, when they left Pharaoh that night, the death angel, there's a verse right there that says, and they took Jacob's bones, I mean, excuse me, Joseph's bones right then. And they didn't let go of those bones till the last few chapters of uh, Joshua when they got in the promised land. 40 years later after that. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. What's, what's our health? Praise the Lord. You'll fix that. Aching legs, eyes, ears, whatever, whatever problem may have, fix it, Lord. Lord, if it's not that, it's financial. We need some help financially. Lord, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. And if it's not that, it's just some other problem and it's just got our attention. Lord, we thank you. You'll get us out of that trouble. What could it be? You'll get us out. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell details to others about how Jesus has helped us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, amen. Okay, everybody have a great afternoon. Don't forget what time it is. We're way ahead of schedule, aren't we?